So I really like that. We saw that, that marriage is instituted by God, and it's there for us, and, 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 and we talked about protecting it and loving our spouse and, and, and putting them first. Today is week three, and, and, and we're hitting our third priority in life, and, and without it being on the board, what's our third priority in life? Our children. That didn't sound very enthusiastic. <laughs> that sounded like your kids kept you up all night. What's our third, third priority? Our children. Oh, man. Uh, don't worry. That's in there today. We're going to talk about that portion of the, the tired part. But, um, but uh, we're going to do this in two parts, though, okay? So, like, this week what we're going to be looking at is, is what is it, when, what, are we, what are we doing when we place our kids third? You know, because, um, how do I say this? Uh, there's so many pieces that go into placing our, our kids third in our, in our, in our lives, our, 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 making them our third priority. I mean, there's, there's feeding them and, and clothing them and taking care of their needs and all those things. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to skip all those things. I'm going to focus on something more, just one thing, and you're going to see what that is in just a little bit here. And then, so it's, it's as, our, as parents, as our third priority, it's, it's what we teach our children, okay? And, 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 and how they should hear us, okay? But that's actually next week's, and Matt's going to do that one. Next Sunday is still going to be on our third priority, but if you're a student and you're sitting here and you're listening, your, your third priority, or it's probably your second priority because you're not, you don't have a spouse, is your parents, and, and it's to honor and respect them. It's, it's to honor your father and mother, and understand that, that God has placed them over you, and you are called to listen and hear them, you know? So, and if that's true, that makes today even more important, because what are we teaching them? Or what are we not teaching them by our silence, you know? So, um, and I think this is also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, I believe this 100%. I think it's really easy for us to fail as parents. I mean, we have so many opportunities to fail and mess this up. Thankfully, our kids are resilient and they bounce back. But I mean, if we were going to be honest, we work full time. We have lots of us have more than one kid. We don't get enough sleep. It feels like that if we don't have everything structured perfectly in our lives, then things are a mess. But then I was thinking about that, and here's what I came up with, that even if everything in our life was structured the way we wanted it, and we had extra time for, for different things, we would actually just pack it more full of things. We, we just, that's what we do. We, we have these schedules that get so packed, right, that it makes it hard for us to place our children in the priority slot that, that they should be. And, and, and even when we're, as parents, we're, we're working and, and we have all these things going on. Let's just say you do have kids, and, and I'm learning this because I'm in the midst of it right now myself. I have kids who, who play sports, are doing instruments, who go to church, who have homework, and then now you throw in my busy schedule and you get these lives that are packed and complicated. Way too much going on. Or am I the only one who lives like that? Okay, I'm the only one. <laughs> we got to get some stuff right, Jenny. 
So, as I start this message, I want to share a story about my dad. Uh, if you don't, I, I, you know this because I share this, but my dad recently passed away, and, and he's been heavy on my heart lately, so it's easy for me to, to as I write and, and think about what I'm going to teach on, you know, there's just certain things that, that have spoken loudly to me about my relationship with my dad. So as we start today, I'm going to start with this story. It was about my dad after he had his stroke, and he's in a, a rehab facilitation. Um, I had driven up to Detroit to see my dad and spend some time with him and, and hopefully talk to him about Jesus. Like, I, like, that was the reason for my trip, okay, was I was hoping that as we're sitting in his rehab room, and he's in his bed most of the day, other than when he's doing rehab, that he was going to be stuck there and he was going to have to hear me. We couldn't go anywhere. And, and uh, so I go up there and, and, and I'm just chatting with my dad and we're watching the news and we're watching I, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And I don't ever watch those things. And for the first time in my life, I was kind of glad they were on TV because then it was like a little bit of a distraction from what I knew I needed to do. And then, uh, and then but I was going to be leaving in a couple hours. And my phone rings, and it's my wife. And, and, and I, I, I tell my dad, I'm going to talk to Jenny back in a second. So I walk out of the, the, the room, and I'm talking to Jenny on the phone. And we're small talking. And Jenny just straight up says to me, have you talked to your dad yet? And I'm like, no. She's like, why not? Time's running out. It's important. And the real answer was because I'm scared. But the reason I'm sharing this with you is because, and that conversation was one of the scariest conversations I've ever had in my life and ended up being the most fruitful conversation I've ever had with my dad as we closed by praying together. And and I'm telling you this because I think this message of how we raise our kids in the word and teach them about Jesus is just as important. It's, it's that important. You need to hear it. So as it's easy for us to think about other things or what we're going to do today and what we're going to eat and all those things, don't hear the responsibility that we have as parents to teach and educate our children to shape their hearts, minds, and souls for eternity. Because we're pros, we're professionals at teaching them nine other things. And you can pick out what those nine things are. But let's start by praying, and then we'll look at what the scripture verse says, okay? Uh, dear Lord Jesus, would you bless, bless our time together this morning? Lord, it's going to sound harsh at times or legalistic, and that's not the intention, Lord. The intention of this morning, Lord, is for us to be able to have you speak to us as parents and remind us of the privilege and the gift that you've given to us to teach our kids about who you are and your great love for us and how you redeemed us. So in that, Lord Jesus, we ask that you bless our time together this morning. May your Holy Spirit fill this room. May it have its way in our hearts, minds, and souls. In your name we pray, amen. We're gonna be reading from Proverbs chapter three, verses one through 12. And if I'm gonna be honest with you, um, 
I'm not going to preach on all 12 of these verses. I'm going to focus on the center, the center section, but, but let's read the, the scripture text together. It says this, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my, my commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on tablets of the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor with a good name in the sight of God and man. This is the part we're really going to be covering today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth with your first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son, as a father, the son in who he delights, who he rebukes. With that, you know, we leave many imprints on people's minds all the times. Go to a funeral. And while you're at a funeral, you will hear from other people what they were taught by somebody. It is naturally the thing that comes out when you're at a funeral. At a, at a funeral. I don't know what that is. At a funeral. You'll be sitting there and you'll hear about how, how mom or dad influenced their children, and, and they'll share it. And it doesn't even have to be at a funeral. It could be other places, too. I mean, last week I heard of somebody talking about how their mom had taught them to bake and how taught them how to sew and all these things. And that was just from Marlon. Oh. Marlon gives me a hard time every now and then, so I just wanted to get him once. No, but if I'm being serious, we, we think about this, and we teach people stuff. I mean, my, my wife was taught how to sew from her mom, you know? Uh, you know, you, you, you teach your kids how to fish. You, you teach them the things that you enjoy the most and you, you teach them which sports teams you love, right? And then and that somehow becomes important. For some reason, I still remember the day when we were living in Wisconsin and I wanted my boys to be Bears fans. But all of their friends were Packer fans. And it bugged me. And then one day, reality hit me. It doesn't matter one bit in the scope of eternity, does it? Go cheer for whoever you want to go cheer for. We teach our kids. We, we leave imprints. It's how my, my grandpa laid an imprint on, on, on my mind about being a hard worker. And it's one of our responsibilities as parents to teach our children's, children what we know. And the reason why we do this, if we're going to be really honest, we teach them rights and wrongs. We teach them what to do because in, 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 in the end game, we want them to succeed, right? We want them to avoid pain, sorrow, and stupidity, right? That's why we teach our kids. I, 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 know, it's, I know it's a silly one, but... You, Every time I walk away from my stove and my kids are in the kitchen or around, you know what I say? 
The front burner's hot, don't go near it. Right? It it is inside of us to do this. And it's because I want my kid to remember, I want them to keep those words. So when they're walking through the kitchen, that they just don't put their hand out for some reason. Because I don't know about your kids, but my kids have this tendency to love to walk down the steps or the hallways and touch the wall (laughs) and put their fingerprints on it. So why won't they do that to the stove? And the next thing they're going to burn themselves. And I'm saying this because, because I care for them and I don't want them to feel that hurt. And in and, and Proverbs chapter, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, he says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. The book of Proverbs is mostly attributed to Solomon. He is credited with writing over 3,000 Proverbs. He's considered to be one of the wisest people ever. People from near and far came to King Solomon for advice. And in this chapter, he seems to be writing to his son. And he does exactly what I said that we do. He gives him instructions in order for him to be able to avoid some of the pains, hurts, and unnecessary pains that we face in life. Again, This is the whole reason why we started doing this sermon series on life priorities. Because when we don't teach these things, when we don't learn them, we prioritize things in the wrong orders and we end up hurting ourselves. Our hearts end up hurting because we do things in the wrong order. And he says, my son, do not forget my teachings. Keep my commands in your heart. What is it that you were, what, what is it that, that, that you think he is teaching? Don't answer that today, though. I usually want you to t- answer that, but like, what is it that you think he wants his sons to learn? I know the answer is just a couple verses away, but I want us to think about all the things that we teach our children. And now the, I want you to think about this. If there was one thing that you could leave your child with, one piece of knowledge or, or, or wisdom that you could give to your, hand, your kid and like place it in their hand and they would always remember it, what would that one thing be? Oh, I didn't say answer. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Ian. The Bible. Think about this. I don't think you'd be like, I want my kid to be a Bears fan at that moment. You wouldn't say, in that moment, I really hope that my, the, the wisdom that I want my kid to take to the grave with them is how to be an expert golfer, fisherman, or baker. Would it? Maybe it would. Maybe it would. Maybe, maybe we're that crappy of parents. And this is where kind of the law hits me as a parent. Then why am I so busy teaching my kids everything else? But I'm a little bit slower to teaching them who God is. From a pastor, right? I'm asking you this for two, for, for two reasons. You know, as, as I'm processing this, I, I think... Um, why do I think it can be so hard for us to teach our, our kids on this? And why is it important for us to teach our kids about who God is? And, and I, I come up with two reasons why I think it's, it's so important for us and why this is, this is such a huge part of our, our third priority as we raise our kids, and it's this. 
the first part of it's this. Hear me, parents. You are the most influential person in your kid's life. You are the most influential educator in your kid's life. Do you believe that? I have a list of things that I watched my dad do when I was younger that I learned from him, and I said, I don't want to do these things. I can also tell you how much that I, my dad, maybe he wasn't the, the, the person teaching me some of the things that I needed to be taught, but I still learned from him. And I had a desire to learn from him. I wanted my parents to teach me. The second reason why this is so important is because you are teaching them every day. What you say, how you treat your spouse, how you treat people, how you work, how you show value to things, your children will learn to to. to to be like that. And it's important as we go through this sermon series, if my kids see that I place God first, if my kids see that I place my wife second, if my kids see that they're, the, they're right next there on, the, on, the, on, that, on that chart. And I don't want to be just a chart. I want to be real, but I, that's what I want my kids to see. That means that the way that I love God, the way that I read his word, the way that, the way that, that we teach them God's word, the way that we worship, the way that, that we live. If you live in legalism, your kids are going to learn legalism. And if you live in grace, then your kids are going to learn to live in grace. And the ways that you don't teach them, they won't know. We are teaching them something, whether, it's whether we see it and acknowledge it or not. I'm going to stop for a second. You don't have to raise your hand, but as a parent, would you agree with me that this is hard? So what is it that, 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 that Solomon writes when he says, son, Remember these words. Wrap them around your neck. Bind them to your forehead. He says in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff because this is the exact opposite of who we are as a people group. Not, Not as parents. I don't think Parents always say these things, but we hear these things. I mean, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's not what we hear. What we hear is this, do what makes you happy. What we hear is do what you think is best. And what we need to teach our children is to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And how do we teach our children to to trust God? How do we teach our children to lean on him in both the good times and the bad times? By teaching them God's word. When we teach our kids our, our, our God's word to us, we are, we, are, we are preparing them for life. I didn't go to, I didn't grow up in a Christian family, but I remember one time a neighbor asking me 
um, to go to like a VBS with them. And I remember them trying to teach me a Bible verse because I was young and I was formidable and, and my, my mind was, 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 was trying to learn and soak in and take in. That which we teach our children will stick. We teach them God's word. It is his word to us. When, when we trust his word to us, we will not trust our own understanding. We have seen where our own understanding gets us. We see where our own reasoning gets us and how it can, it can help us to, to excuse anything that we really want. If I want it, even though I'm, it's wrong, I think I can come up with a good reason for having it. God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree of the garden of, of, of good and evil. And what did they do? They ate from it. Did they lean on God's word? Did they trust in God's word? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Or did they say, oh, man, it's good for food. It will give us wisdom. We'll be like God. All three of those reasons are, are legit. But they were told not to. There will be times where our flesh wants what it wants. There will, there will be times when God's word speaks out against our desires, the things that we think that will make us happy. And verse 6 speaks to this, and it says this, In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your way straight. This verse speaks to something that we must teach our kids, and it's this. I don't know what you hear when you hear that. When, when, when I hear that we are to, to submit and to lean on his own understanding, what that teaches me is this. I'm sinful because I don't do that, because I want my way, because I know my kids are like that too. And, and, and if, if that means that I'm sinful, then that means that I need a Savior. And this is where Jesus comes in. This is where we must teach our children the most important thing in life. You know, it's funny because it's, it's easy for us to hear do this and, and don't do this. It's easy for us to hear the rules. But the rules show us our sinfulness. And there's so many times where we're teaching our kids, don't, 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 and they keep doing, 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 and doing. But this is where we get to teach our children the most important thing that we can ever teach them. And it's that when you do mess up, that you have a Savior who forgives you. I think this is one of the places where we've gone wrong. We teach our kids right and wrong. We hope they make good decisions. We really hope and we really hope that... We really want them to turn out to be good. But teaching our kids will only lead them to condemnation. If you always just tell your kid, be good, be good, you can do it, do you know what they're going to realize? What are they going to realize? They're not good. They're going to feel like they never live up to your expectations in life because they're constantly messing up. 
They're going to. You do it. As parents, as people, we do it, right? So are we to teach our kids to be good? When I moved here, I asked you guys something. I don't know if you remember it. I've said it a couple times as I've been preaching. I said, you can be nice to my kids. You can tell them they're awesome. You can tell them. What, and I know this sounds really awkward. It's, it's hard to say this to somebody, to walk up to somebody and be like, man, it's so awesome that you live in repentance. I know we don't usually say those words to someone, but that's okay to say to my kids. But when I interviewed here, I said, don't say something to my kids. What did I say to you guys? Anyone remember? Don't tell them they're good. This place should not be teaching our kids to be good because they won't want to come back because they'll realize they're not good. But when you teach your kids to be forgiven and to live in repentance, to live in, in, at, the, at the foot of the cross and live in knowing that Jesus Christ died for you, doesn't that get us back to the very first part of, of, of what I asked you when I first started? If there was anything that you could teach your kid, one nugget of wisdom that you could put in their hand that they would hold on to for their whole life, what would it be? Trust in God. And when we trust in God, we're trusting in Him to be the one who forgives us of our sins. I'm going to do something that I don't usually do. I, I think that we don't teach our kids enough about the scriptures because um, for t another thing, it's, it's like we don't teach them because we don't think we can. We think we're inadequate. I think that this is me at least, okay? Let, let me project myself onto you guys. I think that sometimes it's very hard for me to teach my kids the Bible because they see me every day as dad. Hey, Ian, let me ask you a question real quick. You ready? You ever hear dad yell? You guys hear him? He said, no, my dad's perfect. <laughs> Ian, you ever... You ever hear dad cuss? Uh. <laughs> they, they can't hear you. But have you heard dad cuss? Yeah. You ever see me? That's mostly when? When, when do I do it? Like when you get hurt. Oh, get hurt? Okay. You ever see dad get angry? It is easy for us to allow our shortcomings and our failings to be what hinders us from teaching God's word to them. But if I was going to be a, a father who loves my kid, what I say is, hey, Ian and Maya and Eli, when you hear me yell and you hear me cuss and you hear me be a, a, a jerk, I'm a sinner. And that's what I need to teach you, that I, I too need this grace. And, and, and because it's hard, you know, I want to say something to you. That's why we're here as part of the body of Christ. It's why when we do a baptism, we do a baptism, we, we say to the parents, are you going to raise your kid in the, in, in the word? Yes. Yes, I am. Are you going to bring them to church? Yes, I am. Are you going to pray for them? Yes, I am. You know, we want to hear them say it. And then we, then we say to the godparents, are, are you going to pray for this kid? Yes, I am. 
Are you going to encourage mom and dad to bring them to church? Yes, I am. Are you going to help form that kid's life spiritually? Yes, I am. And then what do we do? We turn to the congregation and we say, are you guys going to pray for them? Are you going to provide for them? Are you going to teach them? And this part of the reason why, look at, and this isn't just the Mayus Road Church. It's probably the churches next door in, in town and in Clinton and in Davenport. But you look at what we do for this. I mean, just, just here at Emmaus Road Church, I was thinking about this, and I, I wrote down a list because I'd, I'd forget them all. Here it is. We have Sunday school for our children from 9.15 to 10 a.m. During the service, they can be in here or they can go to children's church. On Wednesdays, we have kids club, tweens, and youth group, and confirmation for your kids. Is that enough of an option? We send them the weekend retreats, whether they're nine to ten hours away or they're three hours away. We send your kids to camps. We, 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 we invest in, in one full-time person, another part-time person, plus, plus the, me. We invest in teaching our kids as much as we can about God's word. And I want to encourage you to... to to be involved in that. The shaping and molding of the minds of our children. And I want to, I'm going to leave you with one thing, and I don't usually do this because if, when I leave you with like something to do, then, then if you fail at it, then I left you with the law, and I don't want to do that. But I just want to share with you what, I, I don't read to my kids every night the Bible. I try to. I kind of stink at it, okay? Well, um, but lately what we've been trying to do, and, and we probably, if I'm going to be honest, we probably do it two to three times a week. Not even that often. I don't know how often. It doesn't matter. It just shows you how bad I am at it. It was great when we had the structure of the Bible in nine days because we all did it every day. But lately what I've been doing with my kids is this. We pick up the book of Mark and we just read one chapter together. And my kids, they take chunks, they take paragraphs and they read and then I read. And then when we're done, we pull up the, the, the small catechism, Luther's small catechism, and we go through one, quish, one question each. One kid reads the question and the answer, and it's really short. It says this, what are God's thoughts about you? God's thoughts about me are thoughts of love and blessing, and it gives Bible verses to support it. What is God's will for you? God's will is that I, I will be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. The third question, that was the first, this is all we do. Third question, where does God show us how we may be saved? God shows us how we may be saved in this holy word, the Bible. I know what you're thinking. Man, you're an excellent Bible teacher. I can't explain it all to them, but I can read with them. I can answer some of their questions. Even my kids have questions I can't answer. I just call Andrew. <laughs> but, you know, it's... God's not calling you to be perfect parents. And in that, you should feel so much grace to know that the only perfect parent, the only per parent who perfectly loves for us is God the Father. So, we want to go on this journey with you. We want to help teach your kids. If you need help teaching your kids, maybe we can find books for you, maybe we can help you, but, but in some way, in any way that we can, we want to help you as, as you place your children as a, in your, their spot of the third priority in your lives. With that, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, give us grace 
in the areas where we feel weak, where we feel like we're not good enough, where we're not capable, Lord, would you encourage us as parents to just demonstrate your love and your forgiveness that we have to our children. May that be the nugget of truth that we teach. In your name we pray, amen. belongs to the Lord. I belong. Rest in.